Life Church. Hey, want to give you a real quick update. Next weekend, Saturday and Sunday, at the Germantown campus, the West campus, you do not want to miss it. Look at your neighbor and say, you do not, come on, right to you, you on the third row, say it. You do not want to miss it. You don't want to miss it. I'm coming back next weekend with a, a very special message that's going to challenge you and us about some things that are coming up. These are some good things that are going to be happening, some good things that are going to be happening this fall, some good changes. Look at your neighbor and say, good changes. Good changes that are going to be happening. So I want you to be here next week. Got a special surprise for everybody that comes. You're going to like it, I promise. And I'm going to have a very special message about some positive things that are going to be happening this fall as God continues to bless the Life Church campus, both in Germantown and at the West Campus. And today, get ready for your missions and outreach pastor, Kevin Miller, as he brings the Word of God hot and fresh. It's going to be great. God bless you. I'll see you next week. so great to see all of you here today. Uh, it is an honor for me to be able to come and preach, so I'd like to thank Pastor Aaron for that. Pastor Aaron is actually out of town right now. He's at our general council, which is the gathering of all of the ministers for our fellowship, which is the Assemblies of God. And he is actually being honored with the uh, National Alumnus of the Year Award for the Bible College that he went to. So it's, it's really cool uh, what he's doing. It's amazing to have such a great senior leader uh, like Pastor Aaron that pours into us constantly. So he's going to be back next weekend. It's going to be a really, really good service. But uh, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Kevin Miller, and I am the director of World Life, which is our missions and outreach program here at Life Church. And I'm super excited about speaking to you today. So can you look at your neighbor and say, reach out? Look to your other neighbor and say, reach out. So what we're going to be talking about today is reaching out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, you know, when I first became a Christ follower, I was super passionate about reaching out, like super passionate. Uh, God really changed my life when I was a junior in high school. And man, I just had a blast just reaching out to people, going and telling people about Jesus. It's like I was on fire for Jesus. When I got into school, that's all I was thinking about is telling people about Jesus. I was so passionate about that. And we saw some really cool things happen in our high school too because we were so passionate about reaching out to people. And when I got to Bible college, that just took it to a whole new level because in high school, some people thought I was a little weird for reaching out to people. But in Bible college, there are a lot more weird kids that like to do the same thing. So it worked out perfectly. So I was with all of these students that did the same thing, had the same passions as me. So I was able to reach out in some amazing ways there. I mean, we would do crazy stuff. We would go into Walmart, talk to people about Jesus, pray for them on aisle 10. I mean, it was crazy. It was fun though. It was a lot of fun. And the main place where we got to reach out to people was at our dorms. And I don't want y'all to laugh at me. And I say y'all because I'm from Georgia. For those of you who don't know me, I have a southern accent. So, But don't laugh at me. But our dorms were at the Howard Johnson Hotel. And 
it was pretty interesting to say the least. We actually had our dorms in the back wing of the Howard Johnson and our girls were on the top level. Our guys were on the bottom level and it was a lot of fun. We saw some crazy stuff happen there to say the least. And new people came every day. So we got to talk to new people every day about Jesus. So it was really, really cool. But we had some of the most amazing and crazy stories there. And I want to give you one crazy story that happened there at the Howard Johnson. It was um, probably one of the scariest yet funniest times of my life. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Anyways, to kind of give a little backup of the story, I met my wife, Noelle, in high school in our junior year. We were high school sweethearts, and I married her, most beautiful woman in the world. You can say, aw. Okay, good. I married the most beautiful woman in the world, and we went to Bible college together. So we both lived in the Howard Johnson, or the Hojo. The girls were on top, the guys were on bottom, and every night before we went to bed, we would meet each other on the stairway, and we would say goodnight and give each other a hug, because we're in Bible college, side hug. I'm playing. Anyways... Some of you will get that later. We give each other a hug and kind of say goodnight and all of that stuff. Well, one night was completely different. Like this night was completely different than all the other nights for some reason. Okay, so just to kind of paint a picture for you, I'm standing on one of the stairs, like the bottom stair, and I'm facing Noel, and I'm facing the back wing of the Howard Johnson, and she's facing me, and she's facing the pool in the front part of the Howard Johnson. The pool is awesome, by the way. Not really, but... <laughs> So I'm facing her and we're talking and she's got something serious on her mind. She's talking about what God's doing in her life. And all of a sudden from the back of the Howard Johnson, I see this foot like come around the back. It looked like it was floating almost. And so I'm trying to concentrate and pay attention to the conversation I'm having with Noel. And that's hard sometimes because some of us guys have ADD and I have ADD a little bit. So I'm like, What's that doing? There's a foot right there. Yeah, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. What is that? What is? You know what I'm saying? So this foot all of a sudden turns into a leg, and it's, it's almost looking like it's floating. It's about 30 yards away, and I see it floating. I'm like, what is going on? But I'm still trying to pay attention to her. Well, all of a sudden, this guy comes out, and it's an older gentleman, and he's on a wheelchair, which explains the floating leg, by the way. But he's on a wheelchair, and he comes out, and we kind of locked eyes. We connected eyes, and... He had those crazy eyes to where you think something's about to happen. It's not going to be good. Something's going on. So he had those crazy eyes. And at this time, I'm like in a little bit of fear. I'm going, what is going on? Either this dude has a gun or something crazy is about to happen. So I'm just looking at him. And then he kind of looks away. And so Noel finally is like, you're not paying attention to me. She's like, what is going on? Turns around. And this was the crazy part. Noelle turns around. Let me tell you this about Noelle. She does not like scary movies, okay? She hates them. Anything scary, she has a crazy scream that she helps out. Anyways, back to the story. She turns around, and this guy, this older gentleman, he kind of wills up, and then he really quick looks over at us with these eyes, these crazy eyes, and looks at us, and Noelle sees this guy, And she lets out this huge scream. She screams to the top of her lungs. Not only that, but she then pushes me out of the way on the stairs, runs up to her room, gets out her key, because we had little keys that you put in your door, like a little Domino's card. She gets out her Domino's card, boom, goes into her room, and she's gone. So it's me and this guy now. And it's just us. So I'm like, all right, here we go. Either this is a time where I can go share Jesus with them, or not. 
I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do right now. So I walk up to the guy. I kind of felt bad. I'm like, you know what? I'm so sorry. My girlfriend screams. She just gets scared and stuff. And he looks up at me and he goes, it was all in the plans. And that's when I was like, okay, it was all in the plans, huh? So I kind of took a step back because he, he kind of came up closer to me when he said that. And I was like, okay, well, have a good one. So sorry. And then I kind of walked around the corner. Soon as I got around the corner, I sprinted for my room. Like I was gone. I got out my Domino's key and then got in my room because it was just a crazy story. How many guys know that we have obstacles in our life sometimes getting us from reaching out to people? Every single one of us in this room, that was an obstacle. I know not every case was crazy like that, but on a serious note there at the Howard Johnson or the Hojo, I had another guy that I was seriously trying to work with and talk to about Jesus. And for some reason, every single time I would go and talk to him about God, something would come up. Like I would have, I don't know, I'd have some homework I would do. I would go spend time with family. I would go do something. But every single time it came to talking to him about Jesus and reaching out to him, I had something that got in my way. And you know, we all, every single one of us in this room, we have things, obstacles that get in our way from reaching out to people and telling people about Jesus. Every single one of us in this room. And Steve is one of those guys for me. He still sticks out in my mind and he still is somebody that I pray for every once in a while because I had those obstacles that were in my way of reaching out. You know, a lot of times we're busy we get caught up in day-to-day routine and we forget about, man, it's part of our job as Christ followers to reach out to people, to do what Jesus said and to know him and to make him known. And to make him known, we have to reach out to people. But sometimes we get caught up with these day-to-day things that gets us away from that. So if you have your Bibles, if you could turn with me to Luke chapter five. Luke chapter five. If you don't have your Bible, it's okay. It's gonna be on the screen for you. But Luke chapter five, verse one I'm going to go ahead and read it for you. One day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Genseret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. When he, he saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. That's pretty cool to preach from a boat. That would be awesome to get back in the retention pond back there, maybe in a little jump. I'm just playing. That's my ADD kicking in. I'm sorry. Okay, verse four, it says, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down the nets for a catch. And Simon answered, master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. And when they, had, when they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. This is a cool scripture because this is the same chapter that Jesus calls some of his first disciples. This is the same chapter. And he later on tells them, you know what? You're going to be fishers of men now. Not only are you just going to be fishers, you're going to be fishers of men. And these disciples, they go and they follow him. And it's such a cool chapter. But the first point, if you're taking notes today, is God is asking us to reach out. God is asking every single one of us to reach out. It could be to your family, to one of your lost loved ones, someone that doesn't know Jesus. It could be your boss at work. It could be a friend. It could be somebody 
on the other side of the city in Milwaukee. It could be somebody all the way across the world, but God is asking each of us to reach out. That's our calling as Christ followers is to know him and to make him known. And again, to make him known, we have to be able to reach out. But you know, a lot of times, one of the biggest obstacles that gets in the way of us reaching out is ourself. I mean, let's be honest, it's ourself. Because a lot of, every single one of us in this room, we all have problems. We all have issues. I mean, all of us. But you know what's cool is God uses us through our problems. We can't use that as an excuse that God, you know what, I've, I've been way too far. I've been way too far down this path of sin. There's no way you can use me now. God, I've done so much in my life. There's no way you can use me now. A lot of us use that as a crutch, but God is saying, you know what, I can use you. You know, if you look throughout the Bible, it's some of the great heroes of the faith. Almost every single one of them had an issue that they had to deal with. They had a big issue in their life, but God used them through their weaknesses to make them strong. So we can't use that as an obstacle in our way of reaching out to people. We have to realize that even the disciples that were on these boats, the future disciples that were on these boats, Jesus called them. And I promise you, they were not the cream of the crop. They were the guys that did not graduate in the top of their schooling. If they would have, they wouldn't have been doing their father's trade, which was being fishermen. But they were fishing, and he went up and kind of got these average people and said, I want you to come and follow me. I want you to change the world. I want you to be able to reach out. That's who he chose was the regular, regular people, just like me and you, to be able to reach out. The word says he, he, he gets the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. God chooses average people to be able to go out and make such a difference in the world. And that's so amazing. You know, when Jesus told them to reach out their nets in verse two, it says that they were busy cleaning their nets and they were getting ready for the next round of fishing. And I'm sure they were tired because it says that they were fishing all night. Now, I can't imagine fishing all night and then getting up and Jesus saying, hey, won't you go back out? I'm sure they're like, excuse me? All night they were fishing. Jesus says, go back out. You know, there's actually a guy in our church and I gotta mention this. He just set the world record for catching the most fish in 24 hours. The world record, his name is Jeff Kolazinski. Awesome guy. If you see him, congratulate him. I think it was over 2,300 fish that he caught. Yeah, it was unbelievable. So anyways, if you see Jeff, tell him congratulations. But only Jeff and these guys can understand what it must have been like to be fishing all night. And then Jesus comes up to him and says, hey, why don't you go back out? The next point is it's never going to be comfortable. It's never going to be comfortable. You know that they were pulled outside of their comfort zone when they were asked to go out again into the lake and fish again. They were pulled way outside of their comfort zone. But Peter was obedient to God and he said, okay, I'll do it. But it's never going to be comfortable. Breaking your day-to-day -day routines is never going to be comfortable. Reaching out is never going to be comfortable. Talking to that boss that doesn't know Jesus is never going to be comfortable. It never is. You know what's crazy is Jesus told them to go into the deep part of the lake, which is usually in the middle of the lake, and it's the longest part. So he's asking them to go to the longest part of the lake to get to and to cast their nets, what they had been doing all night. But they, they were obedient, 
And obviously it paid off because they caught more fish than they could even imagine. But sometimes God asks us to do things that are out of the ordinary. He asks us to do things that we've never done before, to go where we've never gone before, and able to reach out to people that have never heard before. That's what God is asking us to do. We have to reach out because if we don't, then who will? It's our job as Christ followers to be able to reach out. But again, it's not going to be comfortable. It's not going to be comfortable going to that family member that you've been praying for forever and telling them about Jesus and casting out your net and reaching out and hoping that they listen, hoping and praying. It's not going to be comfortable, but it's something we have to push through because that's what God has called us to do. The next point is listen, listen to God's voice. Listen to God's voice. When Peter told, when Jesus told Peter to go and cast out the nets again, he started to give an excuse. He started to say, look, we've been gone all night, Jesus, okay, seriously. And you want me to go to the deepest part of the lake and cast it out again. But he obeyed. He listened to Jesus' voice. He said, you know what, we've been fishing all night, but since you say so, I'll do it. Since you say so, I'll go to this deepest part of the lake and I'll reach out. And man, they caught so many fish because he was obedient and he listened to God's voice. How many guys know that God knows the master plan? So many times when God asks us to do things, it may sound ridiculous. I'm sure it did for Peter. For Jesus to say, look, I need you to go right over there, cast it out again. And in his mind, he's probably thinking, we didn't catch anything the night before. There's not going to be any fish just appear there. So it didn't make sense to him, but he was obedient to his voice, and he said, okay, I'll do it. And they caught a lot of fish. It's not easy sometimes for us to be obedient to God. It doesn't make sense for us sometimes, but God knows the master plan. Sometimes we just know a little bit of the plan, but God knows the whole thing. You know, one story um, that happened to me, I was in high school, and this was when I was uh, saved and my life was changed, and I was really on fire for God, and I felt like God spoke to me to pray for one of our teachers at school. And this was something I really struggled with, was listening to God's voice and being obedient to him, because he told me to go pray for a teacher that had cancer in our school. And I'm just like, you couldn't ask me to pray for somebody with a headache? And you know what I mean? It's like, okay, all right. But that's what he told me to do. I said, okay, sure. And he actually told me that I'm supposed to go, and I know it sounds crazy, but he was like, you're supposed to go and lay your hand on their leg when you pray for them, on his leg. And I was just like, all right. So I kind of journaled it down, and I was like, that's what you want me to do, because I was crazy for Jesus. Most of the time, I'd be like, what? (laughs) Not happening. But anyways, I was like, all right. So that's what I did. I went and I prayed for our teacher, me and Noel and a couple of other, other students. We went and prayed for our teacher, and nothing crazy happened or anything like that. And afterwards, it's like, man, that doesn't make sense. You know, I was hoping he'd get up and start jumping around and stuff like that, but that didn't happen. But it all happens in God's timing. You know what's super cool about this story is Mr. Yancey, my teacher, used to walk with a crutch all the time because of the chemo he was going through and the effect it was taking on his body. And he retired without walking with his crutch and with a full head of hair. He was actually losing his hair going through chemo too, with a full head of hair too. And I don't know if he was completely healed. I don't know. But it was God's master plan that I didn't need to mess with. If I would have brought my logic into it, I probably wouldn't have prayed for the guy in 
who knows what could happen, you know? Who knows what could happen? But I listen to his voice and I say, God, I know that you know better than I do. And I want to follow what you want to do. I was obedient to him and something amazing happened. You know, one of my favorite heroes of the faith, his name is Smith Wigglesworth. And uh, I know that's a weird name, but Smith Wigglesworth was an awesome guy. And he said this, he said that God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. You've probably seen it on a bumper sticker or something, but he said, God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. If God speaks something in your life, believe what he says to you, have confidence in that, and let it be settled. Go and do whatever he spoke to you to do. Because we have to listen to God's voice in our life. You know, it says for us to pray without ceasing every single day. And prayer is a two-way conversation. It's us speaking to God, but it's also God speaking to us. So part of that is us just listening to his voice throughout the day. And I'm not saying when you wake up in the morning to say, what kind of cereal should I eat? Lucky Charms or Fruit Loops? It doesn't have to be that. But everything throughout your day, just be adherent to his voice. Because your neighbor may walk by and God may give you something to say to him. God may nudge you to go and talk to him about Jesus. That's why we need to be obedient to his voice. Because he knows a lot better than we do. And we need to just trust him to be able to go and reach out. You know what's so cool, our last point, is it's not about us. It's not about us. You know, when Jesus died on the cross for every single one of our sins, he bought us with a price. And it's not about us today. What's so cool in this verse, it says that their nets begin to break and their boats begin to sink because of all of the fish that they caught. And I was like, how cool would that be to see that? I'd be like, oh my goodness. I mean, the boats are sinking. The nets are just full with fish. They keep bringing them over. They have to call another boat over and their boats start sinking. I mean, it's crazy. But you know, I don't think that they were too worried about their boats or the nets because they were focused on the fish. And I think that today we need to be focused on the fish. We need to be focused on the people that are lost and dying and they don't know where they're gonna spend eternity. We need to be focused on our lost loved one that doesn't know Jesus. We don't need to worry about ourself and what we're going to be getting next week, what we're going to be doing. We need to be worried about the fish, about the lost people in our lives that we have the opportunity to reach. You know, what what could happen if we truly, together as a church, reached out, casted out our nets, and were just obedient to God? Think of the amazing things that could happen. Think if we reached out, casted out our nets in Pewaukee, here in Germantown, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, all over the world. What if we said, you know what, we're going to be obedient to you. We're going to reach out in whatever ways we can. I guarantee you, I guarantee you that one church can change the world. I believe that Life Church can change the world, but we have to say, you know what? We're going to get through these obstacles to be able to reach out where we need to reach out to. You know, our saying for world life is around the corner and around the world. It starts right here, around the corner, your neighbor, whoever it is, just reaching out to them. And then it may be getting out of your comfort zone and going on a missions trip, going around the world, completely changing and doing something you've never done before. Whatever it is, our calling from God is to reach out as Christ followers. 
we have to reach out. You know, a lot of you in this room, you've been reaching out to a lot of your lost loved ones. You've been casting out your net. You've been praying for them for so long. I want to tell you, keep going. Man, keep trying with that because they are going to come to know Jesus. You just keep going and know that God has his master plan. Keep praying for them. Keep casting out your nets. Keep talking to people about Jesus, even though it may get discouraging at times. Keep going with it because there's going to be a time when you go into that deep and when thousands upon thousands of fish come up. And when that boss comes to know Jesus or when your family member finally accepts Christ. It's such an amazing feeling just knowing that, man, I was obedient and I reached out and God did something amazing through me. That's what he wants to do through you guys. That's what he wants to do through us as a church is for us to be obedient to him and reach out and just watch what he does. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm so excited about what God has for Life Church. And through Pastor Aaron's amazing vision for this church, I'm just telling you, if we reach out, our boats are going to be sinking. It's going to be loaded with so many people. It's going to be loaded with so many people saying, I have to know this Jesus that you know. It's so contagious. Who is this? Why do you daily do the right thing? Why do you tell me about this Jesus every single day? And that's your chance to reach out to him. Can we all bow our heads and close our eyes in here? There may be some of you in here that are listening to me and you've heard me talk about Jesus and how he reaches out, how he uses us to reach out. But some of you may not even have a relationship with Jesus. And before you can reach out, before you can do this, you have to have a relationship with him. You have to know Jesus and who he is because he died on the cross for every single one of you in this room. He died on the cross for all of your sins so that we can know him and so that we could make him known. So if that's you and you're in this place, I'm not gonna embarrass you or anything. If you want a relationship with Jesus for the first time or maybe for a long time, you've slipped away from him. If that's you, I just want you to raise your hand and put it back down. If you would say, that's me, thank you, thank you. Is there anybody else? Just raise it up and put it back down. Thank you. Thank you. Here's what we're going to do. You know, we're, we're one big family in here. So we're going to say a prayer together. It says in Romans 10, 9, and 10 that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is who the Bible says he is, then you will be saved. So we're going to say a prayer all together today. If you could repeat after me, dear Jesus, please forgive me of all of my sins. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I want to know you. I want a relationship with you. And I want to be able to reach out. Thank you for saving me, Jesus. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. You know, for the rest of you guys in here, I know that a lot of you are saying, man, I got to reach out more. I'm saying the same thing with you. We have to push through these things that are in our life. We have to push through the obstacles and reach out more in our community, reach out more around the corner and around the world. Because that's what we are called to do.
If you read the Great Commission, it says that we should go to all the world making disciples. To all of the world. That's what we were called to do as Christ followers. So I'm going to say a prayer over each and every one of you in this room that we would just have the boldness and the courage to be able to reach out to these people in our life. I'm sure if every one of you think, you can at least think of one person that you could reach out to, even starting this next week. One person in your mind. I want you to think of that one person. I want you to go home and write it down and begin to pray for them. And then I want you to reach out to them this week in whatever way it is. Some of you in here may be challenged to go on a missions trip. If so, let me know. We will get you on a trip to be able to go somewhere you've never gone and do something you've never done. Some of you are challenged by this specific person. It could be a boss. It could be a friend. Whoever it is, man, let's just be obedient to God. Let's be obedient to him and reach out and see what amazing things happen. Let's pray. God, right now, we, we come before you knowing that we're not worthy to be used by you. God, we all have mistakes. We all have failed. But God, your word says that you use people like us. So Jesus, we, we walk with a boldness and a confidence knowing that we can be used by you to reach out to people. God, to see people saved, God. To see people that were going to be spending their eternity somewhere else now be going to heaven, God. God, people that were dying and going to hell, God, give us such a passion for those people. God, because we want to see hell empty and heaven full. God, we want to reach out, so give us such a passion. I pray that you would let us get through all of the obstacles that are in our way. Let us do what you have called us to do. Thank you so much, Jesus. It's in your name I pray. Amen.